This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Happer and Shaper on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, final segment here on Happer and Shaper, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Don't forget to join Tom and Bach today at Chick-fil-A. And I usually can remember which Chick-fil-A they're at, but today I'm struggling with it. Rico's doing an S. I think that means South! South Point! But I think he made his S backwards at first or something. I don't know. I I just couldn't figure out what the S was supposed to mean. Yeah. South Point, I guess. So That's correct. Go. They are at Chick-fil-A South Point. They'll be ready to go here in just a little bit. Jesse opines on the text line. Schaefer, earlier you said it wasn't just one play in this game, and now you said you're confident if Toure catches the ball, we go up by 10 and win the game. You can't have it both ways. Fair. I feel like if they had caught that pass, their chances of winning had increased by a larger margin. <laughs> yeah. No. He's right. I, I mean, it's. I generally believe that it is never just one play. That there was multiple other opportunities of which that you can win after. Well, that. I, I think mainly what you were talking about was the idea that Nebraska is quote unquote close. Yeah, and the fact that we can't really say that because they're losing to teams that they're not supposed to lose to. Yeah, it's more in a, in a general sense, but that's fair. Yeah, good call, we, Jesse. We also had a um, pretty in depth discussion about wind in Memorial Stadium during the break there. <laughs> So this this could potentially be it's bad. This this could be your new like conspiracy theory. I I don't know. Don't pass this along to Scott Frost because he's, oh, no. he's going to want to talk about it right away. But apparently, and, and you could add to this, but specialists over the years talking about wind in Memorial Stadium yeah. is something that you've kind of thought about now. Well, I don't really think about it beyond the three seconds of which it comes up, but I have... It's popped up a couple times. I have talked to, you know, there's guys that have been... Like, Drew Brown had kicked in a lot of different places, and I don't know that he was one of them, but there have been guys that have talked about the wind at Nebraska is trickier for specialists than at other places, like than at East Lansing or at, you know, Ryan Field or wherever. And I don't know if it's just... And we were trying to figure out what it is about the way Nebraska is built 
that would cause this to be... It's either the way it's built or just the fact that you play in the fall and the wind is kind of unpredictable. Well, this state just has a large amount. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, it's just I, wind. Full hey, disclosure, think- have only lived in South Dakota, so it's not like... You know, I've only lived in two places, both very windy, both incredibly flat, both don't have a ton of trees. Right. You know, like the structure is a monstrous building, basically in yeah. the middle of a cornfield. You know, like that's that's yeah, just what, on flat ground. Like right. There's you know, there's not a lot that breaks up what the the wind whipping through there would be. So I can think of a couple examples, um, and there was one on Saturday where the the Contreras field goal to put him up seventeen to fourteen. Where, and obviously some of the blame belongs to the kicker here and just how it comes off of his mm-hmm. foot. But you said you talked to him about it after the game. Yeah, I think Sam Fultz has told me about because punting is different because you have to put it even higher. Right. And then, you, you know, you have to really, in before the game, we, we probably don't give enough credit to how much time is spent before the game is figuring out exactly the pattern of, like, where the ball is going to be taken. And if you go too high, can it go faster? You know, yes. That kind of thing. So he said you always had to really kind of like hone in on this before a game because if you got it too high or you get it, you know, if the the wind current is much stronger the higher up it goes, like you run the risk of more likely pushing the ball out of bounds or whatever. Right. You know, much shorter than what you're attempting to do. I can tell you, pregame too, they all the returners were out, the specialists were out, every single one of them. Also, the tassels that are above the field goal posts are unhelpful to everyone. They lie. Specialists do not care. They're for the usually tassels. going helicopter, just swinging yeah. around. You know, like it doesn't. It's not helpful. I anyone. just thought of the Bengals kicker that hit the tassel in the yeah. the Packers game, and he thought he made it. Yeah. yeah. The specialists are out before the game, and they each each and every one of them, like when they were in the north end zone, they like bailed down these punt returns because they couldn't see it. Yeah. They just couldn't see it because of the sun, and the sun is you know. You can't do anything about the sun unless you exterminate it. Like I tried to that one time on Pest of the Weekend, but I, like I said, I was I was I could think of a couple times, and I think a fair amount of the blame belongs to the kicker's foot here. But like Contreras, that field goal that ended up going in, something happens once it comes off of the foot, and it I've seen it in Memorial Stadium a lot now. It causes the ball to like knuckle. And maybe they just mishit it, and you hit it too fat, or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, and that's obviously a part of it. But it, if you don't hit that thing perfectly, something at Memorial Stadium, like it just takes it. So that Contreras one went in. I could Barrett Pickering's one where he made the field goal in 2018 against Michigan State. Yep. Remember that kick? It was like he was going into the wind. I remember thinking during it was like that a 40 game, yard plus kick. Right? It was it was it was a it was a long kick. I remember thinking before that game it was like. Ain't nobody making field goals today. Yeah, nobody's. So they're like, let's put Barrett Pickering out there and try and kick a forty yarder into the wind. And guess what he does? He just like lines it straight in. He knuckles it straight in. I don't know how it went in. It was total, complete and total luck. He was really good that year. <laughs> he made basically everything. Yeah, yeah, he missed his first couple kicks, and then after that was very good. Um, and then we know what happened in twenty nineteen. Right. So. I don't. Maybe that's just Nebraska's kickers or the kickers that I've seen, but it feels like it's always an adventure. Yeah, when the ball leaves the kicker's foot at Memorial Stadium, and I, I it used really, to be this way. I hadn't really thought about that until now. Yeah, I honestly i I don't really do enough uh, thinking about what specialists actually have to do in terms of their job. Like, yeah, 
you know, you just kind of just assume they know how they're supposed to kick the ball. Yeah, you just but kick it. There's a giant difference between playing in a dome where it's controlled and playing outside at Memorial Stadium where I think was one of you, either Rico or you, said the broadcast was talking about how the wind had flipped during halftime yeah. or whatever. Yes. Uh, and that's that's sort of a thing. Like, it just swirls. I, you know, Tommy the stadium Armstrong, is also very tough. Like, yeah. none of the, the quadrants of the stadium – have any interaction with the other quadrants of the stadium? They're all kind of separate because the the stadium has been updated yeah. so many times over the years. So now the West Stadium is so tall. The East Stadium is even taller now, and it's just like there's weird ways the winds can get blocked depending on which way yep. it's coming from. So if it ever shifts at any moment, it's going to get blocked out for a half a second and then come swirling right back in. Like it's. Very weird. Yeah. So on those deeper passes, that definitely, like, I, I remember with Armstrong, there was always sort of a little bit of concern early in his career because he, he put a lot of air under his, like, deeper balls. Yep. And so the idea is if you do that, you're allowing potentially the wind can push it, float it out. It's harder to be as accurate on those. Weird. Yeah. It's, just, we, it's weird to even think about that. We've had a very, very in-the-weeds last two segments here. <laughs> I we've really talked about the Pruder film of the two rake. We've talked about one play and the wind. Yeah, well, it's Tuesday before Ohio State. Just imagine what tomorrow is going to be like. What, should we get a wind report for what Saturday could be? Probably. 11 a.m. kick against Ohio State. Probably yep. whipping around the place. you got to take a peek at the weather. That's for sure. All right, we're done for today. Tom Bacher at Chick-fil-A at South Point. Go join them there until 2 o'clock. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.